Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Tramina Finishing. I'm your greedy this morning. Who's on the line? Good morning. Happy trying for Tuesday, Yvonne. Good morning to you. How are you? Oh, God. You blessed? You good? You great? Yeah. Amen. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy trying for Tuesday. Same to you. Can you keep me in your prayers, please? Okay, Susie. I sure appreciate it. All is well, Susie. All is well. Thank you. Anyone else? Just join the call and say good morning. Good morning. Happy Triumphant Tuesday. This is Prosperous. How are you, Sister Tarina and family? I am doing well. How are you? How is mom? Mom is well. It is well with my soul. Um, I do have a, a prayer request. Uh, for um, her name is Grace. She's just dealing with a painful um, recovery for her knee surgery. You said Grace. Uh, Grace. Yeah. Uh, okay. Knee surgery. Like okay. God grants us Grace. <laughs> Grace. Okay. She so she's in pain. Yeah. Okay. Pray for Thank you. Thank you so oh. much. You're welcome. Anyone else just want to call and say good morning? Good morning, Tarina. Happy Triumphant Tuesday, for it is a triumphant day. I shall rejoice. Victory is mine in the Lord. Have a great day. Amen, Cheryl. Amen. Victory is ours. You have a great and awesome day. Anyone else just join the call and say good morning? Great morning. Do we have any men or brothers want to say good morning? We have any first time callers want to say good morning? We would love to hear your sound. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father God. Glory to God. Good morning. Welcome to the Clear Victory. This is Troy Randall Finish, and I'm your greeting this morning. Anyone else just join the call and want to say good morning? We shall declare victory. This is Triumphant Morning. Let's get our joy up. Wake up, everyone. Anyone else just join the call and say good morning? Good morning, Valentina. This is wonderful Wanda. Wonderful Wanda. This is Tarina. Good morning to you. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> you sound no like Valentina. 
No problem, no problem. Good to hear your sound this morning. Thank you. Good to be heard. Great. Awesome. Anyone else just want to call and say good morning? Today is Tuesday, but it's November the 14th. Oh, next week. Next week is Thanksgiving. Time does go by fast. Anyone else want to say good morning before I get started? My name is Jubilant. Jubilant, good morning to you. Happy Driving Tuesday. Good morning. How you doing? How you doing well? How are you? I'm doing great. Beautiful. Good. Good to hear your sound this morning. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and get started. And everyone, please check your phone to make sure your phone is on mute. Okay, hello. My name is Termina the Finisher, and I'm your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time. 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip your walk with Christ. Make sure to call in during the month of November where our monthly theme is entitled Leadership. Each Declare will focus on how leadership plays a vital role in planting, sowing, and reaping God's desire for us within the work we do for Him. Make sure you invite a friend so they'll be blessed too. There is one announcement today, TNT Bible study tonight. Prayer begins at 5.30 p.m. sharp. And Bible study, Bible study goes from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific time. You don't want to miss the teaching from Pastor LaBelle Jones. It will definitely enrich your spirits. There is no prayer request submitted by the app, but I do have a spoken, to, uh, spoken prayer request. And one is from Susie. Continue to lift her up in prayer. Also, um, another one is from Prosper Pam, Pam, praying for grace. Uh, She had a a knee surgery, and she's in pain. We pray for complete healing in the name of Jesus. Also, we want to continue to live for Michelle and um, speed recovery. Live for up in prayer. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise, Juliet. Declaration, Christina Joy. Then we're going to write a closing comment hosted by Declare. I repeat, prayer and corporate praise, Juliet. Declaration, Christina Joy. Then we go right in closing comments hosted by Declare. The scripture for today is from Proverbs 4:23. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing and resuming of His holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until it starts to come off mute. I now pass the call over to the prayer warrior, Juliet. Everyone, please have a blessed and safe day. Jesus loves you, and so do I. I have a song on my heart this morning. It goes like this. My blessed Savior, 
the one you say to honor you. Yes, yes, the one you hear has come to worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just want to thank you for being our Savior. Being our Lord, our Prince, our King. Being our provider. Being our friend. Thank you for being long-suffering with us. Thank you for being our creator. Lord, you're so worthy of the praise, the glory, and the honor. Because you're our Savior. Thank you and I praise you for being our creator. You knew exactly what we were going to be. Because before we were formed, you had already knit us in our mother's womb. You had a purpose and plan for us. Lord, I thank you and I praise you, Lord. We have a purpose, Lord. I thank you that you've given us the power and authority to tread on serpents and on scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt or harm us, Lord. There's no reason for us to fear because you said perfect love. Cast out all fear. We can walk in our purpose, Lord. And we will. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. We thank you for being there for us, for speaking to our hearts, for giving us strength to see what you saw when you made us, when you were created. We ask, Lord, in a special way, Lord, that our light shine that our ways honor you. We're asking you to perfect in us, Lord. We continue to create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us, Lord. Right mindset, Lord. Let our attitudes be like you, Father God. Let our attitudes be as such that we walk into an environment, Lord, not because of anything we do, but because we who we serve, the atmosphere, Shift. Lives are lives. They don't change. They seek to, to change because they see the light in us, Lord. Let us realize who we are that we're fearfully, wonderfully made. Let us realize, Lord, that we are a royal priesthood of a chosen generation. This is our time. This is our hour, Lord. This you made us for this season, Lord. And I just thank you, Lord. In our burden bearer. I thank you for being that wall of fire, that pillar by day, Lord, fire by night. Well, I thank you for just loving on us, Lord, teaching us how to love ourselves. In order for us to love others, we have to love ourselves, Lord. And the only way we can love ourselves, we have to love you. We have to seek you with our heart and not to lean to our own understanding, but in all that ways, acknowledge you, for you shall direct our path. Lord, we thank you for directing our path today. Lord, you said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. A good woman are ordered by the Lord, Father God. Lord, I ask that you give us the spirit of, of courage, Lord. You said, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. And what will you do? You said, you'll strengthen our hearts. Wait, I say, David said on the Lord. Help us to wait on you, Lord. Sometimes it seems like things are just going south. You know, you give us this picture of where you want us to be, and we fall short. We just wait. 
Teach us how to wait, Lord. Teach us how to wait and expect with the, with the spirit of expectancy. Teach us how to wait, Lord, and just, you know, um, and as we're waiting, Lord, not just wait, but let our hands be occupied. Let us continue to sharpen our minds, Lord. Let us hide your word in our hearts that we stand out against it. Father God, let us allow your word to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is the way, Lord, that we wait. This is the way we wait in expectancy, Lord. It says not just a hearer, not be not just a hearer of the word, but a doer. We want to be a doer of the word. And at this time, Lord, some of you are telling us to wait, and some of us are telling us to go. Be therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Some of you are telling us to go and preach. Whatever you're telling us to do, Lord, let us do it. Because we know the time is short, Father God, and you're soon to come. But I just thank you, Lord. I just want to praise you, Father God. Thank you for you know, being our, our shelter in the time of storm, Lord. I thank you for being our provider. I thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord, for covering us, covering our children, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, somebody prayed for us, Lord. And I thank you that we are reaping the benefits of the prayer. Now let us pass it on. Let us play it forward in the lives of those, Lord, that, you know, you put on our hearts to pray for, Lord. Lord, be with the sick and, and those that are shut-in, Lord. I lift up us. Uh, Sam, Lord, I lift up Susie. Lord, continue um, um, prayer and, and healing for those, Lord, that are on this line, that are suffering from something. That you're that great physician. You are, Lord, the healer. You are Jehovah Rapha. We stand in your word. I just praise you all your brothers and sisters that are on this line right now. We are going to take our phone off off mute, and we are just going to praise your holy name. I'm going to lift you up and just thank you, Lord, for we've been made fearfully and wonderful. Hallelujah. 
So we thank you for being a covenant-keeping God right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No matter if we're in pain this morning, we still praise you, God. No matter what we're going through, no matter what it looks like, we praise you. So I just want to thank you right now for even giving me this opportunity to speak your word. So I say not my will, but your will be done even in this moment. If I do a getting out of your way. May I decrease so that you may increase in and through me in the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. For you are my strength. You are my redeemer. I come with the fear of the Lord, which is clean. And you cleanse me by the blood. May every word that I speak, let it bring life. Let it be covered in hope. And may it be, a, may it be an example of your love. May it be a testimony of your love. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right. All right, y'all. I know you normally don't hear me on Tuesdays, but I am filling in for my dear sis, Michelle, on this triumphant Tuesday. I'm just going to give you guys a perspective on leadership that um, hasn't been necessarily discussed yet, but it is something that people think about, and it is what the Lord dropped on my spirit to talk about. So, hey. We'll go ahead and get started. If um, everyone can just check, make sure your phone is on mute to protect the integrity of the call while it is live. And for those that might listen to the playback. Thank you, sis. All right. So we talked about leadership this month as we continue to talk about leadership. Um, As we talk about the qualities of leadership, our heart posture as leaders. There is something else that I wanted to discuss in the topic of leadership. And so just to throw a little bit of pop art in it, um, there is a movie a while ago called Horrible Bosses. And it was about three guys who felt like they all individually worked for a horrible boss that they just wanted, (laughs) they wanted to no longer work for. And it's a comedy where they, you know, basically tried to, come up with a way to um, get out of that situation. And it's interesting because there was a recent survey done this year that said 64% of employees believe that they were currently working for the worst manager they ever had. Um, And 24% said they were working for the worst boss ever. So sometimes we have movies of art that imitate life because it seems like a few months ago during the survey, a lot of people I'm in the working force the same way. And even though um, we know that we are to work unto the Lord and unto man, um, because that's what uh, scripture tells us. And uh, let me go ahead and give you guys that one, which is in my notes. That comes from 
Colossians 3, 23 to 24, whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as unto the Lord and not unto men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ, um, Jesus. So as I talk about leadership today, I want to talk out from um, an example in the Bible of how to deal with horrible bosses, how to deal with horrible bosses. And so if you look at the scripture, if you, if you read the book of Daniel, um, in that book, you see an example of how one man was determined to not allow the environment that he was under to influence who he worked for. So you've got to, you've got to think about it, right? So um, we know that Jeremiah had told the children of Israel, right, that they were going to be um, in captivity for 70 years. And so Daniel comes in during a time when that prophetic word was coming to pass. And he was, he was about 16 when he was captured by King Nebuchadnezzar. And um, that king besieged Jerusalem and then rounded up all the young men and then carried them off to Babylon. So throughout the story or throughout the book of Daniel, we see the way Daniel operated under four different kings specifically. And one of the things that uh, Nebuchadnezzar did at the very beginning, if you read, is that he decided that he was going to change his name. He decided he was going to change his name. And so in Daniel 1-7, the commander of the office, officials gave them Babylonian names. So Daniel, he named Belshazzar. And then, you know, we hear about Shadrach, uh, Meshach, and Abednego, but those were their Babylonian names. Um, Shadrach's Hebrew name was Hananiah. Hananiah. Uh, Meshach was Mishael, and Abednego was Azariah. And so even though they tried to strip them of their identity, and, and, and as we talk about Daniel, so they tried to strip, strip Daniel of his identity, um, they couldn't strip him of who he served. You can, you can change his name. You can take him out of Jerusalem, but you cannot take the God in whom he served out of his heart, no matter what they did. So. A few things that we can learn um, from the situation with Nebuchadnezzar. We know, one, Nebuchadnezzar was extremely prideful. Um, he was extremely prideful. Um, so he worked in this, in this example, Daniel was working under a prideful leader. And some of you all can relate to working under um, a leadership of one who makes decisions from a from a posture of pride, from a posture of pride. But even though Daniel was taken out of his land, 
they changed his name. He was considered a slave. He got promoted even in that environment. He got promoted even in that environment. Um, Daniel chapter 6, verses 46 through 49 say that he was elevated as the ruler over the entire providence of Babylon. Over the entire providence. And so when we realize that even under that type of leadership, um, because he continued to work unto the Lord and not unto man, he was promoted. He was promoted. And one of the things that we think of when we look at the character of Daniel under this leadership um, is that he had compassion. He had compassion because in the um, in the second chapter, uh, we see where Daniel pleaded because there was supposed to be a destruction of the wise men of Babylon. And Nebuchadnezzar was mad because he had a dream and all his people couldn't interpret it. But he decided he was just going to destroy them. And Daniel interceded even for non-believers and said, don't destroy them. Uh, bring him before the king and he will show the king the interpretation. So one of the things that we see from Daniel, even in this environment, is that Daniel had compassion for others. Because I want to, I want to start, I want to, I want to pause right here and I want to pivot and I want to tell each and everybody who's ever listening live or on the playback. Leadership is about influence. It's about influence. And you don't have to have the title of a leader to influence. Not every influencer you see on social media, that term is very popular, is a leader. But everybody who is called to leadership also has a, a power to influence others. And so Daniel was able to influence, even in that moment, a decision of a king because of his heart posture of being compassionate for others. And in spite of all of these things, whether Nebuchadnezzar um, threw his friends into the fiery pit, um, he always remained a loyal, confident counselor to King Nebuchadnezzar. He always remained loyal. And he was his authentic self. So if I could, as I as I go through this, if I could give you guys a couple points of how Daniel operated. I hear someone just uh, got joined on, so it's a little echo. But anyway, if I could give you guys a few points on how Daniel operated um, under this leadership and how he used his influence um, to give God glory. One of the things that he did was he was his authentic self. And being your and showing up as your authentic self, whether you're a leader or you're under leadership and whether that leadership is great or it's horrible, authenticity will give you credibility. 
And everybody knew, you read throughout every single king that he was up under, that he was committed to God. And he had a personal relationship with him. He, when we think about the Daniel fast and the origin of where that comes from and why, why do people call it Daniel fast or Daniel fast? Well, we see where Daniel was challenged to eat something that he knew was against what God had decreed the Israelites can eat. And that's in number six, one through four. So even though he was around people who decided that they would eat the, the king's drink and, and drink the king's drink and eat the finest food, he had made up in his mind that he would not defile himself with that. And he would ask the commander of the officials that he would be excused. So could you imagine that he's at this table, he just became, you know, he just became a captive, he's in slavery now, him and his three friends, their names have been changed, they're learning the Babylonian culture and language, all of these things around them are changing quickly. And they were selected as some of the top men to bring before the king because they were without blemish, they were handsome in appearance, they were skillful in all wisdom, they were endowed with intelligence and discernment, they were quick to understand and learn, they were competent to stand in the presence of the king and serve in his palace. And he was given um, a commander by the name of Ashpenaz, um, who was to teach him in that literature and that language. And so he's under this, this commander, and he asked the commander, Hey, can can you excuse me from this table? I know y'all got the Kobe steak and you've got the wine that's been aged for a hundred years. I know that this is like the finest food and you've got delicacies that are not given to people outside of this palace, but I'm not going to be able to eat this. I'm not going to be able to eat this. And because God granted Daniel favor and compassion in the sight of the commander and the officials, his request was heard and granted. And he put the man to a test. So the overseer was like, really? Okay. But then if you don't eat this food, the king is going to cut my head off if I bring him up to you and you looking all scraggly and sad face. So, I mean, you're going to have to make this make sense for me. And Daniel was like, listen, let us eat vegetables and only water for 10 days and then compare our appearance to the appearance of those young men that ate the king's finest food and then deal with us accordingly. And at the end of the 10 days, because they were authentic to their commitment to God, they looked better and healthier than all of the young men who ate the king's finest food. And at that point, the overseer continued to withhold fine food and wine from them and kept giving them vegetables and water. And because they were authentic 
And because Daniel stood up, he spoke up, and he was proven and tried to be committed 100% to God in spite of the environment he was under. Uh, Daniel 1 and 17 says, God gave them knowledge and skill of all kinds of literature and wisdom. And Daniel also understood all kinds of visions and dreams. And it turns out that the king found them 10 times better than all the learned magicians and enchanters in the whole realm. So no matter if you feel like you're under a horrible boss, prideful boss, narcissistic, who are you committed to? Who are you committed to? If you find yourself as a leader, because even leaders are under leadership. You can be a leader and you still, as we see with King Nebuchadnezzar, he was a king, but he was still under the authority of God. And because he would not give God the glory, God brought him down. God brought him down, and he was made to act as a beast. Seven years. He was out there in the field, and <laughs> hair growing like eagle feathers, and his nails were like bird claws, and it was a result of his vanity. It was a result of his vanity. And, they, and and Daniel tried to warn him. Daniel tried to warn him when he revealed to him the you know the interpretation of his dream. And he did good for a while, but then that pride came back a year after that dream, and he just looked and arrogantly in the fourth chapter, he he just boasts about all that was his. He he, he was boasting about great Babylon that he built and all of this stuff. And I shut him down. God shut him down and removed his kingdom from him until after seven years he was allowed to come back to his senses and he praised God upon restoration. His pride Turn to praise. Pride turn to praise. And so we see how in this situation, even though Daniel was under a very prideful leader who threw his friends in the fiery furnace, um, who was going to kill his own folks so they couldn't interpret his dream, who boasts about what he's done and how great of a guy he is. God still allowed for Daniel to find favor in his sight. He still allowed for him to keep close to him the intimacy that he developed with God because he stayed his true self. He stayed his true self. All right. 
So let's talk about mm, Belshazzar. In my opinion, Belshazzar was just straight up foolish. So some of us feel like we've had a leadership or we might currently be under a leader that we feel like is extremely a fool and we could do the job better than them. But that was not the way Daniel operated, even under that leadership, even under that leadership. So if we go and we see what did, because he was not, Belshazzar wasn't king for long <laughs> because he he did something he, he shouldn't have done. Point blank and period. Like, he sat here and he had a party and he decided that he was going to take the cups that were taken out of the temple from the house of God in Jerusalem and drink them with his wives and concubines and nobles and praise their idols made of gold, silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone while he's drinking God's cup. That's to me foolish. Foolish. That's foolish because now you're trying, you're trying God. And so God is like, God is like, oh, okay. All right, I'm going to need you to put some respect on my name. So they have the party. And then fingers of a man's hand appeared and wrote on the wall. That's what hold the writings on the wall face. That's wrong. And so they looking like, uh-oh, what just happened? And again, because God gave them favor and wisdom and the gift of interpretation of dreams and visions, King tried to have all these other people come and was like, listen, if any of y'all can read this writing and tell me what it means, I will dress you in purple gold of royal honor. I will have a gold chain placed around your neck and you will become the third, third highest ruler in the kingdom. Anybody tell me what this means? Of course, none of them could tell him what it meant. So, body, you know, was like, oh, hold on, wait a minute. This was, this somebody was the queen mother. She was like, oh, what's going on? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Let me tell you, there's this man during Nebuchadnezzar's reign who was found to have insight, understanding, and wisdom. And Nebuchadnezzar made him chief over all the magicians, enchanters, and charlatans, and the fortune tellers of Babylon. So I think you need to call him. Who was this man? Daniel, of course. Daniel. So Daniel comes in and he gives him the interpretation of the dream, I mean, of the, of the writing on the wall. And because he did it, the, um, I'm sorry, <laughs> Belshazzar, got so twisted, did what he said he was going to do and made him the third highest leader uh in the kingdom and after that he died okay so that was that is what was written that's what was going to happen because he tried god and did something and tried to defile god's cup from the temple but before he died he did what he said he was going to do 
and promoted Daniel. So we see again, even under this leadership, man is clearly, clearly not a believer, clearly does not know who he was dealing with in terms of how awesome and mighty and powerful God is. And Daniel still got promoted under that leadership. So I've already talked about um, Daniel showing up as his authentic self. So what is another thing that Daniel did that set him apart from everyone else? Well, let's go to King Darius. Let's see how he was under Darius. Um, Everybody knew that Daniel walked in integrity. He walked in integrity. And that is given to us in Daniel 6 because there were administrators and other high officers who were searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling governmental affairs, and they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn him. Because he was, according to Daniel 6, verse 4, he was faithful, he was always responsible, and completely trustworthy. And completely trustworthy. Some translations say in verse 3, Daniel had an excellent spirit in him. He had an excellent spirit in him. So there is a difference between walking in excellence and walking in perfection. And he developed this intimate relationship with God. And because of his intimacy, he walked in integrity in spite of corruption that was going on around him. So you can work for a a corrupt and choose integrity over corruption. And the only thing they could try to get him under, get him or trip him up is because of his religion. That's the only thing they could do. They said our only chance of finding grounds for accusing Daniel will be in connection with the rules of his religion because even they knew he had such an intimacy with God that he was committed to praying three times a day and giving thanks to God no matter what, no matter what. And so because they were able to use the ego of Darius, and and Pastor Darrell talked about ego edging God out, they used ego to get him to create a decree that for the next 30 days, nobody will be able to pray to anybody except him. Now, at the time, it sounded good. They stroked his ego. They talked about how great he is. And he signed the law. And one thing about when the king signs the law, it cannot be changed or altered according to the law of the land. 
until he signed a decree. Daniel knew about the decree, but that did not stop him from praying because his commitment to God did not waver in public because his commitment didn't waver in private. So we see where he was his authentic self and he was totally committed to God, had an intimate relationship with him. And everybody knew it. And everybody knew it. Now, I like to think of of Darius um, as a leader who owned up to his mistake and tried to right his wrong. And so I look at Darius as an exceptional leader because his um, Daniel's influence on King Darius was able to bring about the exceptional leadership in him. When he realized he made a mistake, King Darius realized he made a mistake, he even prayed and fasted for Daniel. So we've got a king who just decreed for everybody to pray and worship, pray pray to him and worship him, recognizes his mistake because of his, because of how he looks at Daniel and said, oh my gosh, I just made a mistake. And unfortunately, I got to throw you into this den of lions, but may your God whom you serve faithfully rescue you. Because there's nothing I can do about this mistake that I've done, except once it's, once we go through this, undo it at the end of the day. And it was so, Daniel's influence on King Darius by his intimate relationship with God was so deep that even Darius prayed. Even Darius fasted. And he couldn't even sleep because so concerned. And the next morning when Daniel, as we know, was was not even touched by those lions, Darius made a decree that everyone throughout his kingdom should tremble with fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God. He will endure forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed. His rule will never end. He rescues and saves people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in heaven and on earth, and he rescues Daniel from the power of the lions. And the people who tried to set Daniel up got thrown into that same lion's den along with their wives and children. Their entire bloodline was wiped out. Because they tried to make Daniel choose between man and God. And under pressure, when Daniel's loyalty was tested, he chose God. So if you're ever in a situation where you feel like you're in a you're at work, you're working for someone who's not a believer and you feel like you're torn between your loyalty to God or to man, I want you to consider 
that somebody whose commitment is tested under pressure gives the opportunity for a revelation of the quality of what's inside of that person. You should never think you have to choose, no matter what leader you're under. No matter if you're a leader yourself and you work for a corrupt business, you work for a corrupt government, you should not once think you have to choose between God or between man. Because a man's gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. And promotion comes not from the east or the west or from the south, but God is judged. He puts down one and he sets up another. So with that being said, if God is the one that puts one down and sets up another, that means God will choose corrupt leaders to give him glory. And that might sound extremely backwards, but it's the truth. God will use corrupt leaders to promote you. So we see that Daniel's influence on two of these kings was one where at the end of the day, they gave God glory because Daniel was his authentic self. He had an intimate relationship with God and was totally committed to him in private and public. And he was loyal no matter what. He was loyal no matter what. So Daniel had natural gifts. We all have natural talents, gifts, and abilities. But God magnified them and gave him favor and gave him promotion because his life was one where he walked with integrity. He was committed to the Lord. He wasn't. He had an excellent spirit. He was trustworthy, and above all, he was humble. He was wise, and he was humble. So remember, it doesn't matter if in your mind you have a leader that is horrible, doesn't matter if you think you have a leader that's a narcissist, or you have a leader that's a fool. Humility, you have to go low to go high. Humility is what will promote you at the end of the day. Show up your authentic self. Continue being who you are in private, the same person you are in public. Stay loyal to God no matter what. And if you are of integrity, if you lack wisdom and you ask God who gives it freely, you walk with wisdom and you are humble, you will be someone that is trusted by man. And when people trust you, God can use you and your influence. to shift even a corrupt or a broken 
workplace. And when the time comes, when God calls you into leadership, you will remember this journey and this part of your in this part of your chapter, and you will never become prideful because you know that God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. All right, that's my share. That's my share. So, um, so Abba, I just want to thank you for reminding us. Reminding us to always be committed to you. I ask that if there are moments where we have lost our focus and our desire to commune with you in prayer and in fasting, you would allow the blood of Jesus that cries out forgiveness to cover those moments of our lives that were written and discussed in the courts of heaven. Yes, that as we repent, we turn around and we choose you. Choose you in private. We choose you in public. And I ask that you would allow everybody under the sound of my voice, whether they are under a corrupt environment, whether they are even aware of something that is against the ethics of their beliefs, that you would give them the courage to stand for what's right and to trust you no matter what. Because if you were there with uh, the Hebrew boys that were thrown into the fiery furnace, if you were there for Daniel who was thrown into the lion's den and you protected them, how much more will you also protect us? Thank you for all that you do in our lives. You are great and awesome. Keep your covenant and your promises with your unfailing love. Just magnify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So um, now's the time where we will say good morning. I want to. let you all know, uh, because I do have a, a appointment to go to um, within an hour. I will be getting in my car in about 15 to 20 minutes, <laughs> but that doesn't mean we have to stop. Um, someone else wants to also engage and host while I'm just getting out the door. That's great um, as well, but I do want to go ahead and open up the floor um, for anybody who may be a first-time caller um, or maybe this isn't your first time, but it is your first time where you will speak um, to go ahead and say good morning. And then after that, we'll open up before the men before we open it to everyone else. All right. So if there's no first time callers that want to speak, is there are there any men that want to say good morning? There are no men who want to say good morning. Then the floor is open to anybody and everybody. As a matter of fact, you can say good morning or we can just start love. Uh, okay. Good morning, Christina Joyce. Pretty Patrice. Great declaration. 
Thank you. Good morning, baby girl. This is Leomia. Great declaration. Hey, Mama. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Dr. Joy. That was a great declaration, sis. This is Moxie. Thank you. Thank you, Moxie. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Great decoration. Hey, hey. Hey, Sister Lisa. Hey, hey. Good morning. This is Juanita. Awesome decoration. Thank you, Juanita. Good morning. This is Kind Kim. Thank you so much for your declaration. God bless everybody. Hi, Kindness. Good morning. All right. Anybody Good morning. Want to say, hey, Joyful. Hey, Joyful. Good morning. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Persistent. Go ahead. Hey, persistent, and I heard someone else. This is Mary. Good morning. Great declaration. Hey, Mary. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Joy Joy. I absolutely love you. I'm going to get my word count in today and tell you thank you, thank you, thank you. Because <laughs> you know I'm counting the words. Okay. Right, right. Hey, so I just want to tell you, honey, the fact that Daniel, um, you know, he stayed his ground. He was he was sold out for God that he wasn't a sellout for the man, okay? So come on and bring that right there. And not only that, um, the fact that when you hold God, it's it's better to obey God than man. So when man try to try to, you know, discount you, God will always count you. Not only will he just count you, but he's so sovereign for the people that misused you, he'll even give them an opportunity to make it right. Won't he do it? So I just said thank you, thank you, thank you for stepping in this morning. I thank you for helping us to um understand how important it is for loyalty and integrity to your leader. Even though you don't always agree, you agree with the leader, the one and only Alpha and Omega. If it don't make sense, take it to him so he can make it make sense. So love you, sis. I appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Love you, too. Love you, too. Hey, sweetie girl. Hey. Joy, joy. This is Dee Dee. Wind it because I didn't clean this whole school anyway. <laughs> Boy, you did it this morning. As a girl who worked 30 years with corporate AT&T, when you were talking about horrible bosses, I was like, oh, all these faces <laughs> kept coming to my mind, right? And I was like, right. no integrity. No, you know how it was. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know about mm-hmm. Georgia, but here in California, I had to learn about grace in the workplace because I was mm-hmm. 17 when I started. And it was a couple of them that, almost got put in my trunk, but I'm grateful <laughs> that, you know what I'm saying? Cause bosses that are just nasty and you got to think about it. Not everybody um, has a declared victory. And some of the, some of the people we work with come from all kinds of different things, you know, especially mm-hmm. I had a six to two thirty shift. So, you know, and I'm going to say this, I love mm-hmm. working for men more than women. Y'all know what that means. Cause we all, we, you mm-hmm. got sisters, we can be, and sometimes you're so corporate, corporate minded that you don't get it. And so me as a young mother, 
I passed over a lot of uh, promotions because of what, you know what I'm saying? When you're on the other side and you see all these bosses, they're always in arbitration and they always have, because they're not good. They're not good people. But God, I'm so grateful that I got through 30 years of that um, and know that it's not to, to still continue to put God in. And like you made a good point when you said no matter what or what you're dealing with, don't give in, right? Don't sell out for that. And I'm so grateful that I just held my ground. I was able to get raise my kids at that place. And now it's a joke because I work for my three nieces. They own the school I work for. And I call them Devil Wears Prada. If y'all have seen that movie, you'll understand. They're excellent to work for. And it is not the same as corporate. So thank you, Christina Joy, for just how you share. And it's so good to to know that we have to continue to have integrity, even if the bosses and the leadership corrupt it. You just continue to trust God. Love you. Thank you, Didi. Love you too. Yeah. Because I mean, if we're honest about it, we think about leadership and ministry. Okay, yeah, they're believers, but then some of us are called to be ministers in the marketplace. And if that's the case. Um, and you're called to be a leader in the marketplace. Not everybody you serve or serves under you is going to believe in, in the Lord. Not to be kingdom minded. And so it's important to see an example in the Bible of someone who was thrown into an environment, a hostile environment, a corrupt environment, and still stayed true to God no matter what. So thank you, ma'am. Hey, Christina, this is Jubilant. Thank you, Jim. I was when you talk about those bosses, I'm like, oh, I remember uh, years back bosses that you know, cause I work in the school district and I work with special needs kids, and it got so bad with us that she would actually run to get to the class before I got. Cause I went to different classes. She would run to get to class before I got there. Knowing I got these kids and trying to get, you know, to the class, some of them were very stubborn. And if I was late, she would put her hand on her clock for you're late, stuff like that. It was terrible. I had a terrible situation. And, I, you know, we kept on button heads, button heads, to the point where I called it, you know, I called my union, had them come in, and I just could not find a philosophy. Like, I was trying to, you know, be a good uh, employee, but I just couldn't understand why we was button heads. And so, um, you know, but I'm praying to the Lord, asking God, asking God. And um, so finally, I mean, we would go, you know, go see the, the union rep and everything, and she'd come out smelling like roses, and I'd be one like, they looking at me crazy. So I finally just like came, you know, went to the Lord and, and like just poured my heart out to him. <clears throat> and he told me, from this point on, don't say anything. Whatever she says, just agree, just agree. And um, so... We had a situation that happened that was, you know, it was a bad situation. But I'm listening to her counsel because she's a lawyer to, you know, kind of step back and do what she asked me to do. So long and short of it, she turned around and flipped it and acted, tried to teach, try to make me feel like I didn't care about the situation that had happened. And it was like, but I was following your leadership, so I was, you know, this is what you told me, and I was just, I was so confused. So anyway, we sit down, and it kind of blew up, finally blew over, so I would come back to work, and um, when I sit down with her, I'm like, what is it, Lord, what is it, why is she acting like this? And the first thing she said to me, she said, if I didn't know you was coming back to work, 
she thought I was going to leave because I had got my degree and stuff. She thought I was leaving. So she said, I was thought when you was coming back to work. She said, I wouldn't have came back. She said, because all you think about is you and your God. <laughs> and when she said that, God was like, there it is. There it is right there. He said, so from now on, don't say anything, but just, you know. And when I did that, it was like everybody, be- I, it was like I'll go into the room with her, and her face would turn beet red, and she would just be, she couldn't stand being in the same room with me, that people began to notice it. Like, why is she acting like this? Why is she, when you come in the room, she's like, and it was like, I didn't have to, I was able to see the Lord work by me listening to him and being, you know, standing on what he said. Because I also saw myself in that situation. I was filled with pride, too, because by me bringing in the union rep and we, we got into it a couple of times, God let me, he humbled me in that situation. But, um, you know, me following the Lord, I was able to, you know, the enemy became back my footsteps. And next thing you know, she left. And I'm still there. So anyway. Well, that's good. That's that's a great testimony. Um, great testimony, Deidre. That's what it is. Like, you just stay in front of the planet. Got to vindicate you. You don't have to expose your leaders on. Anybody else? Yeah, Christina Joy, right on time oh. message. <laughs> right on time for me because next week I'm starting a new job. So uh, I don't know what kind of leadership I'm going to walk into. But thank you so much for the uh, message and the wisdom. And yeah, have a great day. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I'm going to say this when we think about leadership or even our call as leaders, even if we're not, even if we don't have a leadership title in our current role, but if we're called to be leaders, um, and if you're, and honestly, if you're drawn to this call and you keep coming back, it's because you are a leader because that's what the Clear Victory does. It grows up leaders, it grooms leaders. And then a lot of people come from victory and start their own ministry or they might start their own business or, you know, might have promotion happen in the marketplace. And like I said, you know, leaders have influence. Some influence is depending on their lead, depending on the heart posture of the leader might be negative or it might be positive. But God always called you to have an assignment if he puts you someplace, whether it's a corrupt place or not. So. I always say when you go into a new role um, or if you're asking God to leave an existing role, you ask him the question of what is my assignment? Why am I here? And how long will I be here? Or when will my assignment be up? Um, because Daniel knew in chapter nine, oh, wait, we're supposed to be in captivity for 70 years. He kind of had an understanding in that moment. Okay. I'm going to be under this leadership for about 70 years. I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask God to have mercy on us. I'm going to fast. I'm going to put myself in a burlap and ashes. But at the end of the day, God gave him revelation from the words of Prophet Jeremiah that he was going to be in captivity for 70 years. So sometimes we just got to ask the Lord, you know, especially if we know we're in a place that we feel is uncomfortable for us. Okay, why am I here? Why did you put me here? Because he doesn't do anything by mistake. Can I say a little, something else, too, about that situation? 
You said oh. something. You'll put leaders in your, you know, those competent leaders in your path. I'll, um, you know, terrible, horrible bosses or whatever. But I like, I feel like, you know, also you can learn something from yourself about yourself. And I learned something about myself. You know that I was not humble. You know, I, I wasn't walking in humility. And so when I came to that place, when he told me to keep my mouth closed, I had to walk in humility a lot. You know, <laughs> and so sometimes they're put that for you to see yourself. You know, and see how far we, you know, how far I am, how far you are from from God. Sometimes I feel like so. It's still, no matter if they, it's still all things are done. You know, it's all good. Whether they're, you know, you you're there to represent Jesus, you know, be that light because you're going to be the light. But also, a lot of times we're learning at the same time. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> that is so true. Sometimes you you complain so much about where you're at, and God will straight up expose your heart posture, you know, and really humble you. It's oh my goodness, that's so true, Juju. Oh my God. So true. <laughs> so true. All right. So we've got we've got time for one more comment from me. And if you all want to keep talking, like I said, if someone wants to host, if not, we'll close it out after this last comment. Anybody got anything else they want to say? Nope. All right. That's the case. <laughs> we'll go ahead and close it out. So, um, tonight, Tuesday, TNC box break, I believe. And you guys, make it a triumphant Tuesday. Make it a triumphant Tuesday. Um, and just have an attitude of gratitude, no matter where you're going. No matter where you're going. And instead of Complaining if you're in a leadership that you don't like, I say pray. Pray, 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 pray. All right. So, Abba Father, we thank you right now for your love, and your love never fails. And we thank you um, for the promises of your word. Thank you for the promises of your word. I expect you would allow um, the helper, the teacher, the paraclete, Holy Spirit to guide us this day. Um, and if there are any areas in our lives where we struggle to trust you as we go into the marketplace, if we um, even have our own jobs as entrepreneurs, or if we are even leaders where we are commissioned, if we have any areas where we struggle to trust you, Holy Spirit, I ask that you would help us in those areas, that we would walk by your spirit as we live through your spirit, that you would take us all from an insecure walk an unsure walk to one that is rooted and grounded in your love. You would keep us on a narrow road that we would walk with integrity. That we would allow your word to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path so we don't stumble along the way. For we know that there are many plans in our heart, but it is your purpose that prevails. And so, Lord, if there is a purpose behind why you have us where we are, I ask that you would give us revelation of that purpose. And that as we go through this day, 
I ask that you would allow our purpose for the day to be in alignment with your purpose for our lives. You would allow for us to be able to hear you clearly as we are your sheep and we know your voice. And let us be sensitive to the unction of the Holy Spirit so that we do not do anything that is in disagreement to what you have already said we should do. We clothe ourselves with humility right now. And we surrender to your will. You will cover us all with the armor of God. Um, Cover our minds with the helmet of salvation as you give us the mind of Christ. Allow our heart posture to be pleasing to you as we cover our chest with the breastplate of righteousness. Thank you as we walk in integrity that we do so. I'm proudly with the belt of truth. We spread the gospel through our lives with the gospel of peace sandals. Have the sword of the spirit, which is your word. Let it be sharpened by our study. And let the shield of faith cover us on all sides. She will commission your angels and ministering spirits to go before us on the highways and byways to keep us safe from all hurt, harm, and danger. Be with our children and our children's children. And let us be an influence, a godly influence, everywhere that we go. Allow us to carry um, your glory so the atmosphere shifts when we walk in the room. As we worship you in spirit and in truth, and as we honor you in private and in public, let our lives be a reflection of the intimacy and the relationship that we have with you in our secret places, in our prayer closets, and when nobody else is looking. So that when we see you at the end of the day, and as we go before you, and we see everything recorded in the volumes of the books concerning our lives, we will hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. We will do everything you said we should do on this earth so that you owe us no change. Cover this prayer with the blood. Cover every person with the blood of Jesus. Max forgiveness of every sin, known or unknown, so this prayer be not hindered. I thank you and I magnify you in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. 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 Have a great day. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Love you. Amen. Have a good have a good day, everyone. Mm-hmm. Yes, have a good day. Bless you, everyone. Bless you. Bless you.